I knew coming into Lowlands that I am not the same athlete as I was this time last year. Like I was, just, I'm a significantly better athlete than I was this time last year. And so I was just looking forward to being able to kind of see what that meant, knowing that this time last year I came ninth and the improvement is vast compared to that. Welcome to the Barbend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to Lucy Campbell, a CrossFit athlete who just became the second British woman in history to qualify as an elite individual for the CrossFit Games second behind 2013 CrossFit Games champion Sam Briggs, that is. A former gymnast and swimmer, Lucy rose to the highest level of CrossFit competition after barely five years in the sport. What about that athletic background helped her progress so quickly? And as a former gymnast, why were things like handstand push-ups still so challenging? I hope you enjoy my conversation with a rising star in the sport of fitness. But before we get to that, do you struggle finding a t-shirt that fits as well as that one tee you loved until it wore out? Do you wish a standard medium was just a little bit longer, or maybe a large wasn't so baggy for you? Then you've got to check out Coulter Dillon. They personalize the fit for you, and they have tons of color options. You can even personalize your artwork on the shirt. These are custom cut and sewn t-shirts for you. They deliver that perfect t-shirt every time. Check out Coulter Dillon and also check out the link in the show notes where you can learn more about them. Now let's get on with the show. Lucy, thanks so much for joining me today and congrats on qualifying for the CrossFit Games. That's a big deal. We'll get to that more in a second and and what that took. It wasn't wasn't easy, let me just uh, say that. Uh, but yeah. for those who are yeah, but for those who don't know you and maybe haven't been following uh, the season as closely, give us a little background on your athletic career thus far, pre-CrossFit, CrossFit, all that good stuff. I started uh, with gymnastics. Don't even remember starting. I was that young, um, but I kind of realized that I wouldn't necessarily get to the level that I wanted to in that. So when I was 12, um, I moved on to swimming, which I had been doing, you know, whilst I was doing gymnastics as well. But gymnastics was definitely like the focus before that. Yeah, I had like a much more successful swimming career um, kind of within a year of taking, well, less than a year, a few months of taking swimming a bit more seriously. I got my first national time. Then like it just really started the ball rolling. You know, a couple of years later, um, I kind of got my first GB call up for open water and had a really successful swimming career in that respect. But again, kind of just missed out on where I would have wanted to get to. Stopped enjoying the sport and didn't feel like I was getting out the same results as the effort that I was putting in it just got a bit much um given the time that I was spending doing it so after second year of uni so when I was 20 I decided to call it a day on swimming then when I returned to third year um one of my friends taught me into going to the hockey trials because I'd again played hockey in the background but it was like once a week if that and I did not take it massively seriously but yeah got into one of the hockey teams at Loughborough 
and played hockey for two years before I then found CrossFit and then ditched everything else and didn't look back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fairly common story, finding CrossFit and going all in. How long was it between when you first discovered CrossFit and and this season? Like, how long have you been doing CrossFit is my question. Um, Four years. Okay. So kind of, yeah, almost four years to the month. You're someone who has a really diverse athletic background. And in talking to a lot of elite CrossFitters, I hear a lot of different opinions as far as which sport makes the transition to CrossFit easiest. Obviously, swimming is really impactful. We see that more at the games and the elite level. We don't necessarily see it every competition. We're not going to see it at the CrossFit yeah. Open, but having that background can make a difference at the games level. And then I've heard many, many, many times folks say that a gymnastics background obviously makes CrossFit a little bit more accessible because you come in knowing things like handstands, some of these gymnastics and bodyweight movements that we see. In your opinion, which sport prepares you the most for CrossFit? Um, I think, to be honest, I would agree with the majority there. Gymnastics um, is massive. And I think it's more, there's more skill transfer for men than there is for women in terms of the fact that like the women obviously don't use the rings in gymnastics, whereas the men do. So in terms of like ring muscle ups and that kind of thing, um, those were still, those were skills that I did not come into it with. Uh, but handstand walking I was very comfortable with um, it's like the one thing from gymnastics that I never lost um, so yeah that was the anomaly I guess what I would say with gymnastics is that it just gives you such an awareness of your body in terms of like how it's moving where your body is in space and that kind of thing that I don't think many other sports give you I also would say that like the discipline and the work ethic that I got from gymnastics has carried through massively. So like, you know, no one walks into a gymnastics center able to do like a backflip, like you have to work for it. And the harder you work, the faster the movement will come and the faster you'll get it. And, and so it really is like that kind of work to results ratio or that work to results relationship is so clear in gymnastics more than any other sport. Like, even if you're super talented as a gymnast, you still have to work for those movements. Like you still can't naturally do them um, just off the bat. So I think that's the thing that like I've carried over from gymnastics that's helped me the most. But the thing that I would say with swimming is it's for me specifically, because I was an endurance swimmer. So like I was doing the long distances in the pool. So like 400 upwards to like 1500, but then open water is, five and 10k events so that's like one to two hours that in terms of like an endurance background and endurance base that is massive in terms of like you know the events that you do in CrossFit and it's not just about like the actual capacity but it's actually like I know based on feel based on how I feel in terms of you know heart rate how I'm breathing and all that kind of thing whether or not the pace that I'm going is sustainable whereas I feel like a lot of other people have to go off different things whether they're going off numbers or whatever I just feel like I've got a better not better than you know a lot of other people but because of swimming I've got a good understanding of like how my body feels and whether or not I feel like that is sustainable because when you're in the water you obviously you've got no idea what time it is in terms of the 50 meter splits that you're swimming or whatever because when you race or even when you're swimming, you're not, you don't have a lap watch like at the end of the lane. 
And so you just have to know what the pace that you want to go feels like. And I think that's been massive for me in terms of like that crossover for swimming as well. No, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm curious, have you competed in a CrossFit event or a functional fitness competition? Maybe it's not branded with CrossFit that included a swimming element? Yeah, what a palooza. I won the row swim run event. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was only 250 meters, but I mean, it was enough to do some damage, I guess. <laughs> so let's just say at the CrossFit Games this year, when, when swimming comes up, it's always when, not if, you're probably going to be looking forward to those events. That's my guess. Yeah, I definitely like, I look forward to it, but I also know that when people know this, the eyes are on me. <laughs> that's going to be fun as well. <laughs> Pressure's on. When yeah. you, when, with your athletic background, when you first started CrossFit about four years, almost four years exactly, mm. what were some of the movements that you initially struggled with? We've talked about, hey, you were strong with handstands, right? Obviously, your endurance, you have a fantastic base. Were there some movements that gave you, um, you know, uh, more trouble than, than the yeah. average? So, like, I was strong with handstands, but not handstand push-ups. Mm. So, um the other thing is that like strict work um took a long time for me to get and although I'd done a decent amount of like gym work with swimming for me it was mainly like straight arm lap pull downs and that kind of thing like very swimming specific things rather than anything that was like purely strength focused so like it's no secret really that my worst event finishes are usually in the strength event at the moment fingers crossed that will change at some point down the line yeah, I think like because I didn't really do any of that, I wasn't with the sprinters who were very much focused on, you know, learning to power clean and doing their squats and whatever like that. The pure strength side of things has definitely taken a while to kind of come up to the level of the rest of them. Got it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this season and heading into the season. So you're no stranger to competition, right? But this season was... It's your first that you've qualified as an individual, and you're actually only the second woman from the UK to do that. Congratulations, mm -hmm. making a bit of making a bit of history there. Talk about the process. How did you feel coming into the season? Was your goal specifically to qualify for the games, and how did that timeline sync up with your long term plans for the sport? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was focused like on qualifying this year. I, it was very much like take it step by step and if I execute it on the day then you know I earn the spot but as everyone says the European field is so strong that like there's no guarantees I could have executed my plans on the day and it could have just not been good enough um, because that is the depth of the field but coming into the season I definitely was looking forward to it because I felt like it was the first so I, I started with my coach um, in September October 2020 but up until kind of December he was basically just rehabbing me back to being able to train because I had a back injury at the time and that was kind of what we what brought me to Red Pill and so I was looking forward to this season with like a full year of training under my belt knowing that this time last year I got to the last chance qualifiers and actually I'd only really had kind of four months of real training so that kind of made me quite excited for this to, to see how things would go because training wise it had been going really well and it has been going really well like my numbers were all going up my capacity on gymnastics movements and that kind of thing like my ability on 
legless rope climbs like I posted after the the first day of Lowlands that this time last year I couldn't do a 10 minute EMOM doing one legless rope climb a minute and like I did 10 reps with the run in between in 428 like that's a huge improvement I knew coming into Lowlands that I am not the same athlete as I was this time last year like I was I'm a significantly better athlete than I was this time last year and so I was just looking forward to being able to kind of see what that meant knowing that this time last year I came ninth and the improvement is vast compared to that we'll get back to that in just a second but first a quick shout out from our episode sponsor Coulter Dillon You've got to check out Coulter Dillon for custom cut and sewn t-shirts. That perfect fit every time. Every t-shirt becomes your favorite because they're made individually for you. They have tons of color options and you can even personalize the artwork on the shirt. Great for athletic builds or anyone who's just trying to look awesome in and outside the gym. Check out Coulter Dillon and make sure to click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. What is your training schedule like? I mean, you've had, uh, with a full year, uh, look, injuries can derail even the best athletes and even the most dedicated athletes. And there's a huge mental component to kind of bouncing back from those. But yeah, what, at, at full capacity, you know, you're, you're healed up, you're ready to train. What is a training week look like for you a couple months out from competition? Oh, honestly. Um, so <laughs> that I always, I love when anyone says that, they respond like that. They're like, well, how long do you have? Because it's a yeah. lot. <laughs> It's like, I'll go to the gym at kind of nine or 10 between that time. And then I start work at five and coach in the evenings and I will do the work. I'll be there until I start coaching. So like whether, you know, I usually have like an hour, an hour and a half lunch break in between. But other than that, it's pretty much like I get in at kind of 9.30 by the time I've written up my session and everything like that is 10 o'clock and then I'll go like 10 to 1 and then start 2 and go 2 till 4.35 and it's pretty much yeah almost six hours a day most days are maybe Sunday which sometimes is a bit of a lighter day but it depends on the cycle that we're at, at the moment. How many of those hours how much of that time is spent doing conditioning versus like long form conditioning and maybe monostructural versus metcons the traditional crossfit stuff versus strength work versus skill work i know it can vary a lot mm. but you know how I, I think when when folks hear that crossfit athletes are in the gym for six hours it's not like they're doing you know three minute frans no. every yeah. every four minutes mm. you know for six hours or something like that like some of that will be as you say it depends on the time of year and everything like that but quite a heavy focus for me is strength work so um like clean squats it'll be some variation of you know lifting I'll kind of tend to start with some kind of cardio so whether that's like a 20 minute zone two piece or something a little bit more intense but usually like erg focused so on the bikes or the rower or whatever and then there tends to be uh kind of movement mechanics work so working on like positions and things like for me it tends to be about generate like being able to generate strength in certain positions because coming from gymnastics I was quite mobile which isn't always the best thing so yeah like trying to stop being so bendy I guess and then like there'll be some kind of core work or some kind of gymnastics 
yeah, when it gets closer to competition, that's when it turns into the more kind of classic CrossFit Metcon stuff. But up until that point, it's all very separate. Do you have a favorite kind of classic CrossFit workout? Yeah, like DT or like double DT. What is for those who don't know? I know what DT is, and and double DT is pretty brutal. What is that for folks who don't know off the top of their heads? So one round of DT is twelve deadlifts, nine hang cleans, uh, six shoulder to overhead. Normally DT is five rounds of that, but double DT would be ten rounds, and that's my favorite. And what what weight is what weight is that? What's the RX weight? I should say. So the RX weight in kilos is 47 and a half. So it's about 90, it's 90, 95, 95 ish yeah, pounds. Yeah, 95 pounds. pounds. Yeah. And there's also heavy DT, which we've seen at the games. We saw that a few years ago. It was, it's notorious because at least one athlete broke their collarbone on it. Oh my God. I mean, it was like one of the last events. It was heavy <laughs> DT. It was, it was, it was crazy. But DT, I will say, as someone who's done DT, as someone who's, done in quotations double dt uh mm-hmm. it is brutal so good job on yeah. being fantastic at barbell cycling what is a what is a famous crossfit workout or a well-known crossfit workout that you dislike you especially don't want to do it or see it come up in a competition probably like diane handstand push-ups and deadlifts yeah twenty-one fifty-nine handstand push-ups and deadlifts just don't love it that's interesting because those workouts contain they both contain high rep deadlifts, right? And normally yeah. you would see like, it's interesting that that's in a favorite workout and in a least yeah. favorite workout, they share, they share. That's also like a, a, a shoulder to overhead movement. I mean, handstand pushups are just inverted version of shoulder to overhead. Interesting. Yeah, but, I wouldn't have put those on the two ends of the spectrum. Uh, no. Well, now that you've uh, pointed that out, it does seem kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't done Diane for a couple of years. I just, I don't love deadlifts. But in DT, like the deadlifts are almost irrelevant. So I think that's why like I, I like it in DT, but I don't like it in Diane. Hey, you know what? There's no there's no wrong answer here. I asked you for your your opinion, so I'm not trying to back you into a corner. <laughs> Let's talk about elite level CrossFit competition. It's your first time. It will will be your first time at the games as an individual. Yeah. Are there any athletes who you haven't competed against or maybe even met before who you're excited to throw down with and be on the same competition floor as I don't even know what to say to that question because I as much as I'm looking forward to you know being on the wad floor with like for instance the Australian girls like Tia and uh, Cara I'm also trying not to think too much about who's going to be there because (laughs) I've a lot of the girls that are going to qualify you know I've watched them in like the fittest documentaries and all these kind of things because that was what got me interested in CrossFit so just I'm I'm trying not to kind of think about those things because it just means that I idolize them. They can't be idols. Like, yeah, you know, what T has done is incredible, but ultimately now she's still going to be a competitor. Um, one person that I would love to be on a comp floor with, though, is Briggsy, just because, you know, fellow Brit, and she's just a, a total legend of the sport. So, you know, we'll see if she qualifies out of Sid, but... He would be one that would definitely be on my list. One of my favorite experiences, and I won't say too much more, is attending a CrossFit Open announcement when they used to do the big announcements at an after party yeah. that's with Sam Briggs. One of my favorite experiences, because not only was she at the, you know, is she one of the fittest people in history? She can party. 
Uh, and she's a lot. <laughs> and she's just a lot of fun as a person. So anytime someone mentions that, I'm like, yeah, go to the. If Sam Briggs is going to the after party, show up because she is. A, yeah. she, she is a ton of fun and a really cool person. Is she? Is she someone that you you know know very very well or have been had have had the opportunity to uh, train with before? Uh, no, to be honest, like she messaged me after Lowlands just to say like well done, um, which was really cool. But I've never properly met her, so that was really nice of her. But yeah, like she's also on Red Pill, she's with Jowsy, Um, But I've never been to an event really. Like she was at Waterpalooza coaching Emma, but she was in coach mode and I was in competitor mode. So yeah, no, our paths haven't really crossed. I mean, she's correct me if I'm wrong here. She's by far the most successful Brit in individual CrossFit Games history. Would that be would that be fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't even think it's actually <laughs> close. By a, by a kilometer, we're talking Britain. <laughs> yeah. Like just like the the number of times that she's been there. She obviously won it in uh twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, twenty thirteen. Um, yep. So yeah, there's no other there's no other Brit that has um you know had the the outcome that she's had in that respect. And I, I assume, look, I'm I'm not coming from your perspective as a UK athlete, but I assume that she's pretty revered and universally respected for that in that community, correct? Oh, yeah. Like she, she is a legend. I am very excited. I want to see you two through, like, in lanes next to each other. In an, honestly, <laughs> specifically in an endurance event. I was going to say you that both, <laughs> You both have those backgrounds. I mean, oh, that'd be the, the Battle of Britain. I'm, I'm trying to brand yeah. this. Yeah. Is there anything specifically at the games besides swimming, besides the endurance events, or maybe specific to those that you that you really want to see? To be honest, I'd love there to be a snatch event on the individual side as well. We haven't really had a heavy snatch yet, like the the barbell in the quarterfinals for the the snatches was sixty one, so it was fairly heavy for the volume of reps that it was, but it wasn't you know a pre max test, whereas on the clean side, we had like the, the other total, so the one rep max squat clean or the one rep max clean. And then we had the, we've had the barbell complex in the semis um, that's all cleans, obviously. So I prefer snatches to clean. So I would probably rather, I'd like to see that come up. I do like anything overhead, to be honest, overhead squats, jerks, shoulders to overhead. Um, Said like someone with a gymnast's mobility. Yeah. And swimmer's shoulders. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lucy, where is the best place for people to follow along with your journey this season and beyond? Is it on social media, YouTube? Yeah, um, mainly social media. So Instagram, at Lucy Campbell 5. I'm pretty honest with my posts. So (laughs) yeah, hopefully people enjoy that. (laughs) Folks, when I asked Lucy before this call, is there anything, are there any like touchy subjects, which is sometimes, you know, something I ask folks who I don't know super well. Her answer was, no, I'm good. Whatever you want to talk about. Like, go for it. So I should have asked. I should have asked juicier questions. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe if you come back on the podcast, we'll have we'll have to do that. But we're just kind of getting to know each other. Lucy, yeah. I super appreciate the time. Best of luck over the course of the season, and really, really excited to see you compete at the games later this year. Thank you.